Hi guys, this is Sarah Jane, and this is episode 21 of Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today we're going to be talking about how the body works, specifically in relation to caffeine, theanine, morphine, and alcohol. So some mildly addictive substances along with a very addictive one and a little bit about our primal brain. So I recently listened to a course, a greater course, on the addictive brain and it was so fascinating to me. So let's dive right into caffeine and coffee, how it works in the body. So we all know that when you consume caffeine, you may have some increased alertness, better concentration. Well, it really is a mild psychoactive drug. So regular users, uh, quote, need caffeine in order to feel normal. The example I like to give is a good friend of mine who actually gets nauseous and has a bad headache if she doesn't have caffeine. And I mean like just go 24 hours without caffeine and she is vomiting sick. She's tired. She's irritable. She really needs that pick-me-up. And in the past, I've likened caffeine addiction to bringing you back to a normal state, not necessarily increasing your capacity, but the withdrawal symptoms actually make it feel like it's increasing your capacity. So how this works, you have uh, caffeine acts as an adenosine receptor antagonist. So it actually binds to the same receptors as adenosine, but it doesn't turn on the receptor. So it just prevents adenosine from turning on the receptor. So what does adenosine normally do? I don't want to lose you guys, but adenosine normally decreases neural activity. So adenosine continually rises as we're awake and then it falls when we sleep. So think this is why coffee messes up our sleep cycles and why so many people are more productive in the morning than in the afternoon and that is with or without caffeine. So caffeine actually blocks adenosine so that we have more neural activity going on um, in the whole brain. Now, where this gets interesting to me is I listened to a different podcast recently, somebody else's, about caffeine and theanine. So theanine, it actually calms our alpha brainwave. So theanine increases GABA production and it calms down your lizard brain or your amygdala. So that would be your downstairs brain. So if we have increased neural activity in the whole brain, but we can calm the lizard brain, then caffeine plus theanine means an increase in neural activity plus a calm primal brain, which to me just means more intellect and or better cortex function. So we're able to think more clearly. So if you want to be super impressive at work, take some caffeine and theanine in conjunction and you will see an increase in neural activity, but a calming of your primal brain, which means you'll have better decision making. So wow, I really just love the science behind how our bodies and brains work. So another thing that this addictive brain book talked about was morphine, um, opiates, heroin, all of those things. And what I found so fascinating about how the body works is as those things relieve relieve pain, they cause feelings of warmth and well-being. Uh, You actually see constipation because there are tons of opioid receptors in the gut. So with withdrawal, you actually get aches and pains because your body doesn't have that feeling of warmth. You get chills, again, no feeling of warmth, anxiety, and diarrhea. So people get diarrhea because those opioid receptors um, aren't trying to absorb everything anymore. So really, uh, 
the withdrawal symptoms are a mirror of the symptoms that morphine, opiates, and heroin cause. So while they may relieve pain, the withdrawal symptom would be aches and pains. While they cause feelings of warmth and well-being, you get chills and anxiety, constipation, diarrhea. I just think that's fascinating. Our bodies are really, really smart. So the last thing I want to cover in this podcast and how the body works, at least in relation to these really fun uh, chemicals that people introduce into their body, is alcohol. So alcohol activates um, the GABA. So GABA, again, is calming to your lizard brain. Um, So glutamate um, also acts in this area. So think like monosodium glutamate. Um, So those alcohol actually can decrease anxiety, Um, but drinking alcohol also decreases food consumption. What I really found interesting in learning more about how alcohol works in our body um, is that enzymes that break down alcohol, we can actually produce more of. So if your body gets used to consuming alcohol, we can actually produce more of those enzymes, which is how you get tolerance to alcohol. So we increase tolerance and decrease the amount that goes to our brain. Um, Again, with the alcohol drinking, decreasing food consumption can also lead to B1 deficiency. Um, B1 deficiency is linked with amnesia. So fascinating, right? Um, Again, alcohol is calming, but I don't recommend consuming caffeine and alcohol. Really, caffeine and theanine are a better way to go. But thinking of how enzymes break down alcohol and we can actually produce more of those enzymes made me think of gluten and dairy. So our diet really dictates what we produce in the way of enzymes, and it also dictates the health of our gut bacteria. So we can actually develop a tolerance to wheat and dairy, etc., which really helps to explain why when you cut out wheat or gluten, uh, when you have a teeny amount, it can actually affect you more. Same idea with dairy. Um, fun fact, dairy and certain things in these foods that are really common for allergens actually can activate opioid receptors in the gut as well. And that seems like it should be a whole other podcast in itself. But I hope you learned something in how the body works, talking about caffeine, theanine, opioids, and alcohol. Again, this is episode 21 of Science Solutions and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. If you want to reach out and give me some feedback, you can go to Sprinkles. That is three S's on the beginning. Sprinkles.com. Thanks for listening.